0: One week of the World Cup has passed, I and mean, we're here to talk about everything that's happened. Jack, I believe you want to start off with how much you enjoyed the Australian performance.
1: Yeah, it was kind of the worst nightmare scenario of Mitch Marsh getting a duck, so basically any chance of a flying start was gone. Then Marnus and Smith batting together, which is painful, just because they both bat like it's 20 years ago, nudging it around, hint that Marnus showed in the... South Africa series and the India series was gone I understand it was a tough pitch and great bowling but yeah I just think that the Australian squad is a bit unbalanced at the moment to say the least
0: yeah, I just want to touch on something you spoke about there, the pitch. So in the Australia-India pitch, it wasn't a raging turner, though, was it? I mean, it turned a bit, but that obviously that ball that Jadeja bowled to Smith was a, really ripped a bit. But it wasn't a raging turner like we saw in the Australian test series, but more a bit slow, I thought.
1: Yeah, it wasn't test level bad but there was a lot of balls that went through the surface and created like a puff of dust which never happens in most one-day pitches in India and I San Chennai is normally the turning pitch but, yeah, it was a difficult pitch for both sides. Like, you saw the shocking start that India got off to, which wasn't much to do with the pitch. Maybe eyes dismissal a little bit, where he just ballooned at the cover. But I know I'm a batter, but I much prefer one-day games like the one that just happened in domestic cricket in Australia, where Tasmania got 430 and South Australia got 400. That's a lot more entertaining than 200. Nearly being defendable, really, if Mitch Marsh catches Coley, I think Australia probably win. Yeah, It's just so hard to watch.
0: Yeah, it was definitely... Hard to watch in fact I, I couldn't watch most of the batting innings i had to turn on something else but julian but they, what do you think about australia well if you're looking at the spinners in the indian team and the spinning lineup in australia in the australian team do you think that was a major difference
2: absolutely i know how you said in the last podcast about having ashton agar in the team i mean i think you're right having that defensive spinner who can slow run rates down that's pretty much what india did to us and it was frustrating to us so yeah i reckon it was a, a huge difference there was a lot of pressure on zampa zampa didn't really perform that well i don't think you can really expect maxwell to take on too much of the load given that he's got a batting role as well yeah it was, it was pretty difficult
0: yeah and i've read in the press that apparently they're pretty comfortable with the, with the lineup they they have they say yeah well look it's pace centric and we're happy with that i like the confidence i guess but i'm not as confident as they are. So, hey, what did you think of the match, mate? It was pretty
3: boring, to be honest. I'd rather watch South Africa play again. That was a- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was a good game, but yeah, like I think I thought uh, I went to sleep after this, the three wickets went out. I thought Australia was going to win it, and then uh, I think it was a drop catch, big one, as Jack said. Like if Cody goes, I think the rest of them kind of tumble, and unfortunately, yeah, on the Losing side of that and
2: horrible batting. Well, have a look at this with strike rates of the Australian batters. If you exclude Josh Hazelwood, who faced one ball and <laughs> scored one run, which is 100%. The next highest you've got there is Mitchell Stark, who was 80, strike rate. Then Warner, 78. And then the rest are like low to mid-60s, the rest of the recognised players. So it really was no hurry on there.
0: Well, that's what good spin can do, I think. once If you've got a couple mm. of good, good spinners, especially pitches in India, in the middle overs, they can really slow things down. And that's what happened with Manas and, and Smith. I, I didn't watch after after Smith got out, but I gather that pretty much that's what happened again. I think probably what happened with Maxwell? I didn't see what happened.
2: Bold as well. He just got to a point where he got frustrated. They had tied him down so much and he missed one yeah
1: he went to paul yadav It was pretty short and it didn't bounce much, but he was also like on off stump and his leg stump got knocked out of the ground kind of thing. So he missed it by a fair distance. But you can see by his reaction he was just super frustrated with the pitch and the circumstances. And going back to the point about Australia's happy with their squad selection, well I don't know if I've ever heard of a team say they're not happy. I think they're just gonna back no matter what. But Agar, it sounds like has a pretty significant injury to the point where they aren't expecting him to be fit at all, which is kind of why they cut him from the team and if that's the case who would be the natural next in line because i don't know i don't have a clue who the next white ball spinner for australia would be because zamp has been so reliable for so long and this seems like his forms abandon him at the worst possible time and australia has quite a few red ball spin options but for white ball spinners i'm not sure who the next
0: yeah that's I- a really good
1: point
3: Really no. Lyon said he was fit on in the press or on his social media, whatever, saying that he's ready to go. But uh I reckon he gets smashed all over the park. Uh, yeah. Oh, as much as so I love Nathan Lyon.
1: He got picked mm. for a T twenty World Cup a while ago. <laughs> yeah. And he got absolutely smashed everywhere. Because he's got no variation really. He's just got that like, one delivery.
2: I want to say as well, Jasper Bumrah was amazingly economical and mm. added, not not just the spinners in India's team, but Boomer added so much pressure. Out of his 10 overs, he bowled 41 dot balls.
1: Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. He was back. Like I mentioned in the previous recording, that his pace was down in the series, but he was back in the 140s, moving it all over the place. Like, yeah, he was outstanding.
2: And, Kale Rahul's batting, of course, Coley as well, but Kale Rahul in particular, his temperament with batting was proper one day batting there. It wasn't stupidly slow and it wasn't, you know, run a ball, but he was waiting for the bad balls. And when he got on the front foot, that cover drive of his was marvelous
0: i think what well, as i said before to some of you i think this is really india's world cup to lose they just have the best one day batters in the world and probably some of the best one day spinners in the world plus it's the time yeah okay does anyone think that australia can still make the semis oh definitely the semis yeah, yeah. sorry no not ken does anyone think australia will make the semis
3: yeah yes yeah. Okay. One game, and they almost had it. They bowled really well in the first three, four overs until I think, they took him. Uh, took Cummins put himself on. To be honest,
1: I think fifth is the lowest they could finish. And if it is, they'll just miss semis. But I think there's quite a big gap between some of these teams that we haven't really had the chance to see yet because four of the top five sides played amongst themselves, England, New Zealand, Mm. Australia and India, and then South Africa absolutely annihilated Sri Lanka. So we'll learn a bit more in the next couple of games.
0: Well, that's a good segue. We'll go into the Sri Lanka game against South Africa. They did annihilate them, but Sri Lanka ended up getting 300-odd runs, didn't they? Yeah, mm. well, Taylor not batted pretty well, but off the really? top they would do like
3: 150 for five or something like that at one stage.
1: But mm. they're open. I think it was Kusal Men that's got them off to an absolute flyer as well. Mm. they just hitting yeah. every, everything for six. Like at one stage, I think they were like none for 65 and he was on 60 or something, you know, like yep. he was doing all the damage and he was hitting world-class bowlers because he's so small. Mm. He was playing the pull shot from like good length balls that were <laughs> hitting the top of the stumps. But yeah, that game, that game was proper entertainment it was kind of the opposite of the australia game
2: mm. 76 of 42 four fours and eight sixes as soon yeah, as he got actually- out they lost the game
1: really but it was entertaining while it lasted
3: no other sank about it pretty well so i think it got a 79 or something like that as well towards the end
0: yep yeah so i think um in my book even though they lost by more than 130 runs was it more than 100 runs? I th- think they've gone up a notch in my book they can score that many runs especially you know South Africa's uh, bowling lineup is no slashes I reckon that's okay but yeah on the other side of things South Africa were brutal and I don't know for me they're they're firming up to be a real contender like to to really do some damage in this World Cup they look dangerous uh, what do you reckon Jack
1: yeah I agree but that was pretty much a dream game for the south africans where three of the top six got tons you know first time ever a size got three centurions in the same game in a world cup and marco jansen came in in the end and hit a couple of really nice shots but i if they go two for nothing early on Mm. they're in big, big, big trouble just because they have such a long tail.
0: This is something you've talked about before. You can have yeah. Jensen Jans- at seven is dangerous because it's, unless they- You explain. They don't have anyone better,
1: Other, you know, unless they play like a real part-timer and then Markram and whoever they play have to bowl 10 overs, which is a massive risk. But at the same time, Their players are in form at the right time. Again, I worry a little bit just because it's the start of the tournament and you kind of want to peek towards the back of the tournament. But yeah, I mean, you take runs whenever you can and their batting was fantastic because Sri Lanka's bowling attack, not, as good as it used to be and definitely not as good as it would be if hasaranga was there but they're not the worst attack in the comp and they've got absolutely smoked
0: yeah no. it was hasaranga wasn't there Tikshana wasn't there as well julian yeah.
2: i was going to say sharnika was the most economical of the Lankan bowlers and he went for a runner ball
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> yeah look Alan. it was sheer dominance by their batters i don't really have anything else to add it was ma- a master class
0: yeah do you, do you does it make you more confident of their chances or do you think this is you expected about this type of game
2: i expected this kind of batting but not to that extent three centurions i, I think something you said last podcast as well a dark horse isn't a dark horse when a few people are getting on that bandwagon and i think they're mm. they're calling to that now
0: yeah, true.
2: Sahib. Yes. You know what? I, I think South Africa's going to win it now. I don't know. I like them.
3: I've always liked them. And I think yeah. they can do it. But, but the best thing I liked was when the uh, clock got out. And I think Markram did, just took over his role really well. And then mm-hmm. smacked the quickest 100 in World Cup, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Just fucking everywhere.
0: Well, Sahib and I are pretty similar in a sense. We just, we tend to follow like the, the sentiment a lot. Like the trend. Because like, I'm like, yeah, South Africa, I reckon they're going to they're gonna nail this, man. They must be favourites by now. But Jack's the guy that sort of brings us all back down to reality, reality it's like just one game fellas the perfect game for them <laughs> I but
1: hope they win it I hope they win it
3: but it's three on the trot though like you know what I mean like they won mm-hmm. no four on trot because I beat Australia three mm-hmm. to four mm-hmm. And they're only getting better. And Quinton de Kock's last ever international series, so I think he wants to go off
1: like you know with a big one. So and uh, he started off pretty well here. Yeah. Well, I just worry if they have any expectations on them, then they'll choke again.
3: Yeah, but I don't think they do because no one's really like. I think. Well, so. what, what do you, What
1: do you mean they don't have any expectations after <laughs> you two going? They're going to win the whole hearted. thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just for me personally, but I think they care more about their rugby right now than uh, their cricket in South Africa.
1: That's true, actually. When does the World Cup for rugby? And i imagine- before the cricket so then all the eyes sort of turned from that to rugby. Be- if you just said that they would have won by 100 runs I would have been like yeah I could definitely see that but the fact that they got 430 and it can Conceding over 300 when you've got 400 on the board happens a lot because I think it's almost like the bowlers know how many runs they have on the board. Who does South Africa have
0: next? South Africa are playing Australia next. Australia plays South Africa on the 12th of October, which is three days from now. Yeah, Thursday night. That'll be a
1: great game. That could decide who finishes fourth. Because New Zealand absolutely fired a warning shot with their win. They were my biggest surprise. Like, I expected them to be good, but they
0: were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, well, Jack is the Segway King now, so he's, <laughs> he's giving me the second one. And let's go into the New Zealand game. I'm loving Ravindra. I just love his hair, the way he looks, the way he hits the ball. My kind of guy.
1: Yeah, he's come from absolutely nowhere on my radar, particularly with his batting. Like, I knew there was lots of expectation with him as a bowler. And then, yeah, in the warm-up games that were opening with him, he was smacking them absolutely everywhere and I was like okay I like it a lot I was like maybe they wanted another left-hander up the order but they've already got Conway and Latham at least so they don't need another left-hander per se but he's batting so well at the moment that it's going to be interesting to see who if Kane Williamson is fit who drops out of the team because poor Will Young getting a golden duck (laughs) strangled down the leg side while the Other two batters both got unbeaten centuries.
2: Well, w- Will got 70 today. Yeah, in, I was gonna... in the game that's on right now. Yeah, so. I was gonna yeah. say he
1: batted well today. Yeah, yeah, oh.
2: so,
0: uh, uh, yeah. Julian, any thoughts on New Zealand?
2: Oh, the, that batting display was ruthless. The economy rate of the bowlers for the England side are pretty woeful. Mark Wood, 11. Is his economy mm. rate so five overs, for fifty-five runs? That's
0: not not pretty. Whenever I'm watching cricket on TV, I'm never really sure if the bowling is good or bad for the most part, because you can't really see where the pitch maybe. You don't know the speed. You know, I'm not very good at sort of picking it up just by watching it. But I could tell that was pretty bad bowling like everything was in the slot right everything was in the slot and the english bowling just looked oblivious to the game
2: yeah one of the hilarious things i heard i think i don't know what in whether it's in in one day as in general the england side were the first team to have every batter uh, at Mm. least score double figures but no one other than root really went on with it yeah
3: new zealand didn't score that either
1: yeah, they had zero people in double figures. <laughs> I did see that. And that's one of those frustrating losses for England to have people get sort of starts and not go on with it. And even Root got bowled by, a you know, Glenn Phillips, who is, you know, a proper part-timer, ends up with two for not many.
2: Stupid shot.
1: Yeah, he got both of the wickets he got were not good balls.
3: No. Yeah.
1: too full and too short. Yeah, I think... Wood was the biggest story for me other than Ravindra, just because... I love that man. Like, you know, one of the most likable people in international cricket, unbelievable wheels, which is always exciting. And we talked in the preview about how important just raw pace is on these Indian pitches. And he was absolutely all over the place. He was like Mitchell Johnson in his worst.
0: Yeah. uh, There was chat in this game that we we were all just watching a second ago and by the commentators that a lot of fast bowlers would have seen the pull shot that Ravindra did off Mark Wood, like where he pulled it off his nose essentially and hit it for six. And, you know, That registers in the mind of fast bowlers as saying, okay, if I bowl short to this guy, I'm probably going to go because Mark Wood's the fastest in the game probably, well, Mm. fastest in the World Cup. Yeah. Mm. So you can't do that again. I just want to know, have you guys heard the story about Mark Wood that he has an imaginary horse that sits on his shoulder? This guy's on drugs, dude. Like... Have you, heard this, have, no. have you heard this story? Oh. So a couple, of, a couple of years ago in the last World Cup, Stuart Broad was doing a podcast with Stephen Fry, and they were doing it over the course of the World Cup. And he said, he was explaining to Stephen Fry that Mark Wood actually has an imaginary horse that sits on his shoulder that he talks to when he's going back in his bowling arc. And I forget the name of the horse. I think it did have a name, but it sits on his shoulder there and he talks to it. I can't actually say how it helps his bowling or not, but uh, I'm just aware that it exists or doesn't exist as you <laughs> man think. Jesus and uh, I'd like to
3: mention I did say England were overrated in the last podcast and they proved yeah. me
0: right because they got fucking smoked yeah well we all the other three said Australia was overrated so uh we're, we're four from four yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, Australia, um, Australia was a lot closer to winning their game than England. Yeah,
3: England were done. My biggest takeaway, besides obviously the batting, was uh, how big Luke Ronke's arms are. Holy shit, that
0: dude is massive.
3: Did you see him on the sidelines? Yeah, no, yeah there.
1: he's there as a coach. <laughs> he's <looks laughs> yeah.
3: huge, the unit.
0: I'm going to have to find a picture of him, man. Mm. A guy <laughs> who
1: played for Australia and New Zealand. Mm. Got yeah. to be pretty, pretty, pretty massive to do that, I would think.
0: All right. Do so we have anything else we want to talk about? I suppose we can talk about uh, Jack's boys, the Dutch, Valiant effort.
1: Bazdalena, uh,
0: player of the tournament.
1: Bazdalena going to play in nine losses and still <laughs> win, player of the tournament. Poor at the moment, guy. he'd probably be leading or close to leading, you know, four wickets oh, he, he 70. Is, he is.
0: I, they had it up on the screen before. He is the, has the most points at the moment. He does. Um, before we get into the Dutch, though, there were as a Pakistani fan, that was pretty terrifying there for a while. Actually. Not not <laughs> again, boys. Not again. Yeah,
1: yeah Pakistan um, of
0: 15 years ago loses that
1: game every time. That's yeah, a right. sign of a mature side. They were in big, big trouble.
0: Oh yeah, Basili, he looks good. I was just watching Ball before He's really nice action. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's gonna do special things for the Dutch over the next twenty years. Is he still quite young, isn't he? Early twenties.
1: He's 23. So yeah, yeah. he's still a baby in cricketing terms. Does anyone have anything to say about the Bangladesh-Afghanistan game? That was a bit of a fizzer, I think. Like, no. Af- Afghanistan were dreadful.
3: Yeah, yeah. I thought it's yeah. than that. They got smoked
0: as well. I think the Afghanistan to win a game they have to bowl out a team cheaply. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're never going to score. You know, near three hundred. I think, and their strength is definitely their bowling.
1: Unless one of their top three
0: gets hundred and thirty plus, they're not going to
1: get a big score.
2: I was going like, to say. Good all round performance by Bangladesh's
1: Mahidi. Yeah, Mahidi, Miraz, uh, Hassan. Hassan Miraz. Yeah. So
2: 57 with the bat and three for 25 with the ball. That's not mm. bad. Yeah. I,
1: said, I said they'd win a game. They won a game. That's like the only prediction I made. So um, therefore, Bangladesh can lose the rest of the tournament and I'm still happy. <laughs> Got it right. Hmm. I'm disappointed by Afghanistan, to be honest. Not that surprised, but I thought their bowling would be better than it was. Yeah. All
0: right, guys, we've gone through everything. We'll have one one last thing. What are you um, excited about for the next week? I think the first thing I'm excited about is seeing Luke Ronke's arms because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, man's jacked.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I'm excited to see Australia South Africa for sure in mm. this next week. I'm excited to see if India can put 500 on Afghanistan. Oh. Shub- Shubman Gill straight in for Golden Duck, Kishan. Oh. I-
2: I'm-, this- I'm interested to see if my predictions get any better because they're terrible for the first round. <laughs> Gill didn't play, Zampa didn't do too well, Oof. and Harry Brook, where was Harry Brook? <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't Should actually any-
1: think India will get 500, but... Well, actually,
0: um, we does anyone think that Afghanistan can restrict India to less than 300?
3: No, no, no.
1: Only if Rashid Khan and Majib get three or four wickets each kind of thing. You know, yeah. they were both, they were I both reckon, toothless.
2: I reckon that second 11 that you listed in the last podcast can get 300 against them. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining me. Um and we should all congratulate Heeb on a on a great innings on the weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, well done. He, First number fifty. He's speaking speaking
3: with a level of confidence, I think Thank you. And also my what I'm looking forward to is uh India Pakistan on Saturday.
0: All right, boys, thanks very much for joining us again. And then we'll try and uh come back after the next week and and uh, hopefully Australia's won a match by then.
1: Or South Africa have hardened his favorite. Or there's a nuclear Armageddon after India, Pakistan, and there's no podcast for anyone. Yeah, yeah at least
3: I finish on a high of getting 79. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're only as good as your
2: last innings.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>